2: Welcome along to episode 624 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be finding out all about the Spotlight magazine from Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. I actually nipped into the Grand to have an natter with Scott Bird and uh, we've had a brilliant catch-up. It was lovely to see him again and I'm so looking forward to getting back into the theatre. Some awesome shows on the way. We'll tell you more about that and talk you through the magazine, including the brilliant interviews that they've got in there too. So that's well worth a look. Dwayne AJ will be with us. Uh, he has got some new music, so we'll be sharing that and having a natter with him about him being back on the road. We've got James Morris from Strawberry Moon Records. Uh, they have got a fantastic new partner who they'll be working with to help promote even more acts, so we'll be finding out about that. And, of course, James is DJing, which you can go along and see in Bridge North. Plus, we'll be hearing from Axiom, finding out about their music and their latest album release. We'll be talking to Heather Wasty of Ireland Productions all about what's going on with their podcast release of A Walk Along Dudley's Canal Number no. 2, which is going to be well worth a listen with some fantastic social history and so much more besides. So we'll do that. We'll be joined by Martin Kemp to talk about how to avoid financial fraud. And we'll have Brian E, a semi-finalist on the Great British Bake Off, chatting about neighbourliness and the way it's carried over from lockdown. That's all well worth a look. That's all coming up on the show this week. Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre will be back welcoming people into the stalls, the dress circle and the grand circle in the not-too-distant future. However, to find out what's going to go on, they have a brand-new magazine. It is called Spotlight. It is out now. And Scott Bird's here to tell me more about it. Hello, Hello, sir.
3: Hello, hello. How
2: are you? I'm all right. Welcome back. I know so nice to actually see you again. We've had a few Zoom calls. We have. um, But it has just been such a strange, strange time. And uh, the theatre has been dark across the nation and mm. uh, obviously the, the Grand has had plenty of things sort of ticking along in the background just yeah. to, to make sure everybody's been occupied but uh, uh, when we spoke to Adrian I know he's keen to get back and get producing again uh-huh. and uh, obviously one of the last productions here just before everything went dark was the History Boys and yeah, the, the Grand is now the place that produces fresh theatre in the city and it must yeah. be something you're so looking forward to getting back to doing.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, thank goodness we did History Boys when we did. Yeah. Because you know how much effort it... Oh, I mean, every show takes so much effort and for the theatre to put up so much of its own money and everything to put towards that production, the fact that we actually got to see it through was now. Nah, it's, it's, it's a real mm-hmm. blessing. But actually, just to be back... It's not totally <laughs> theatrical at the minute, but just to be back in the building and actually, yeah. you know... Be here is, is just a blessing in itself for now until we can get open again.
2: Well, I mean there is work being done on the building as well, yeah. and and that's that's ongoing. This is the, this is the corner we can use safely <laughs> at the moment, yeah. but uh, so that, that it, it's all about being refreshed and ready to go. And yeah. certainly, Spotlight is a, a, a brilliant refresher of the way in which you're, you're talking to the world. Yeah, uh, and, and something on paper, and I think. Theatre audiences not only love programmes, but they also love a good brochure.
3: Yeah, they do. And it was a decision that we'd taken quite a long time ago. Can't actually remember when now, because of course it seems like forever ago. But we'd actually got the first edition of Spotlight ready to go, ready to print, just before we locked down. Mm -hmm. So um, it was all there, it was all ready to go, and it's it's a good job we didn't press the button, because of course that would have all gone to waste, sadly. But it's nice to actually have Mm -hmm. it here now, actually like... To actually look Real life on cold and, and yeah,
2: and there, there are interviews a plenty. There's, 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 there I are. Mean, there's, first of all, I mean, you start off with some brilliant community work and some of the things that you've been doing, yeah, you know, since uh, you know, lockdown began. And I, I'm liking the fact there's a lot of good, familiar local faces in there. You know, Beth Bennett Lowe, you've got Peter Chand, oh, and Beverly Knight as and well, Beverly
3: Knight, yeah, who popped in to see us. It was, it was really, really nice. And one of the things that we wanted to do with the new brochure is make it more like a magazine. Mm-hmm. And actually, we haven't been, we haven't sat still in the last mm-hmm. year, as you said, there's a lot to, to, to write about Um, so actually this new format came in really handy to just open up to to what we did back in March when we were blessed really to to be the theatre that was chosen to launch the second round of the culture recovery fund from Mm -hmm. from the department of culture media sport Um, so yeah we were we were we were grateful to have Oliver Dowden come here and launch that and that, that's what all that's all about, from an introduction from Adrian there.
2: And, and people can actually you know, pick up a copy of this, read it, um, and it, so it, it is free of charge. Overall, it is isn't free it? of charge, yeah. So you know, that, that is the first thing to pick up on. But I mean, it, it goes through uh, you know, a reflection on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get pictures from six of that, which was the last show. before everything locked down. And the the other thing it was, I mean, uh, the uh, Gloria Estefan musical uh, was in the building ready to go
3: and uh, we just couldn't legally. It was so sad because I'd seen the show um, at Curve where it opened and, and, you know, you saw it in Birmingham too and Mm -hmm. you know how much of a brilliant show it was. and We were so looking forward to to having it here for the first time and the set was built, everything was ready to go. But, yeah, I've never quite seen a get-in turn into a get-out Oh, and take no. the set down before it had even been performed. And, of course, the cast were all here, and, you know, many of them, it was an international cast, and many of them mm-hmm. had to try and get flights home to their home countries. And it is just really sad.
2: But, but we'll start to see these things coming back, and, and pretty much yes. everything that was due yes. to come is still... Trying to find its feet, and and there are shows which were going to come through in the latter part of 2021 anyway, Mm -hmm. which are sort of starting to appear. So there'll be new shows, but they're the new shows which you would probably have seen anyway. Seen
3: anyway, yeah. I think we've probably lost about two or three, which is really sad, but of course, the majority of it 99% of the shows have managed to find life. Elsewhere in the season. So mm-hmm. some of this in the new brochure will not be, you know, it'll be familiar, it won't come as a surprise. But then others will, you know, we've got a really nice new season. So
1: um,
3: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's
2: lots to look at. I mean, I, I'm going to flick straight through to to yeah. Jane McDonald yes. uh, because she's here in July. Yes. And uh, always brings a huge audience with her. And uh, that's... Again, a fantastic show, it's all about the music, yeah. and she's been on telly so much of light, uh-huh. uh, you, you, everybody knows what she does, and, and they yeah. can just enjoy the moment.
3: Yeah, I mean, Jane McDonald has always been so popular here, always done well, but especially since the the cruising show, which is just total escapism, mm-hmm. fun, and and everybody's just got to see the Jane, it, you know, that she is, and she's such a livable personality, it's just infectious, and uh, yeah, it sells out every time, and everybody has a great time so it's gonna be a good one there. so make sure yeah. that's uh,
2: saturday the 10th of july yeah. half past seven
3: absolutely. and uh yeah. F- few tickets are for that yeah, yeah. so uh getting quick if you're gonna you know, absolutely you know,
2: uh, so what, what else is standing out for you because uh, there's so many statues- shows in here francis rossi adam k uh, the glenn Miller orchestra uh just fl- just flicking through yeah. so
3: there's tribute to talia 90. With, yeah, you know, the, the, the yeah. F- steve Ball
2: feature there's a steve Ball feature
3: yes <laughs> Uh, you know, and, uh, Paul Gascoigne, Peter Shields, and his children, Paul Parker, they're all going to be here. Again, that was going to be a year ago. And it's,
2: I've it's done so many interviews people. on that show, and yes. uh, each time it's moved. It's still happening. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Dig Bully
2: out again for that one.
3: Yeah, So, but then the first the first big show back, really, is, is School of Rock, which um, is totally new. Mm-hmm. And has always sat in these dates. I think we always intended it to be in... Uh, to be in September this year, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it's here and it's uh, it's exciting. And we're, I think we're the second or third venue on the tour. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not gonna see this many other places before you see it here.
2: And, and this is the place to see any show anyway, isn't yeah. it? So, you know, not that we're biased, but we're biased. But you've got a piece with the associate director, Chris Key, in there. Yes. And again, this gives you the background of the way the show is coming together on the tour. And, and of course they can reflect on what they've been through to get to this point. Yeah. But
3: uh, I mean, I Zoomed Chris Key for this interview and yeah. um, he said, oh, it's going to have to be an early morning if that's OK. And I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. And then when I looked out of the window behind Chris, I thought, those buildings aren't in London. And I thought... I don't think those buildings are, are in this country, actually. And and he was over he was over in uh, Tokyo, well, uh, because he was working on Les Mis in Tokyo. So mm-hmm. he was uh, he was over there because of course their theatres have been open for a little bit of time. Yeah. So he was working on Les Mis, but that that just shows you the sort of caliber of shows that Chris works on. He was born in Beaulieu, so he's a local mm-hmm. local guy, and uh, he's worked on Miss Saigon. He's worked on uh, Les Mis for. All these big productions all over full the world. Full details and, and now, on your copy of Spotlight. Yeah, and now School of Rock <laughs> is, his, is his latest project, which he worked on in the West End. And, and when, he comes, when he comes back from Tokyo, he's going to be full steam ahead with School of Rock mm-hmm. to get it open in Wolverhampton.
2: And new dates for the everybody's talking about Jamie. Yes. Uh, so it's now October, uh, it's the 5th to the 9th of October 2021. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that's one that we, we missed out on last summer. And I was so looking forward to this yeah, show. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's great that so many of the cast are still able to tour with it as yes. well, because this is some of the problems, because people are in contracts for other things, yeah. which are, is, is like the School of Rock, due to take place when they're due to take place. So yeah. it's been a little bit difficult for the musical theatre world. It's gone from you know, nothing
3: to everything all at the same everything. time. Everything, yeah, so people have had to pick and choose. But we're really fortunate that both um, Leighton Williams, as Jamie and, and Shane Ritchie, as Hugo and Loco, are, are back. And since we've printed the brochure, we've also confirmed that Shubna Gulati is back in it, well, as, Brilliant. as Ray the Neighbour, so we're really pleased that everyone is is in it. And, that's and, all uh, good. So. And, and more
2: background there. Uh, so there's, yeah. there's, there's a piece on that in, in, in there to yeah, read. To.
3: A, that's an interview with Nika, who's mm-hmm. the producer, and how she bought it from a two week run in Sheffield, and that was going to be <laughs> it. <laughs> to this West End show, touring show, and now a film that comes out later in the year on Amazon, I think.
2: So, so it, 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 it's gone big. Yeah. And then there's some nice pieces on uh, on VIP treatments, and you get to understand what the Grand's yeah. doing. And a list of one-nighters again, because there's been some so classy one-night shows, yeah. and it, that, that continues. Yeah. And I just looking at, I mean, a lot you've got Rob, Rod Gilbert doing his comedy thing, 80s Mania, saw them here a couple yeah. of years ago. Absolutely awesome! Just brilliant, feel-good music, and yeah. from scary long ago. You, you weren't even born in the 80s, right? <laughs> no, no. But that's it. It's going to be well worth looking at. It's his music from your parents' era.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, which is really exciting. And like you say, all, all of this page is all music acts as well. Um, we've got a really nice mix of, of you know the actual music acts themselves and tribute acts for some of those who uh, who aren't with us anymore. Like you know, the greatest love of all is mm-hmm. she's probably she probably is the Whitney the one to see isn't it yeah, yeah yeah so we're really excited to have those back and of course like the comedians we're, we're doing really well with our comedians mm-hmm. um, we've got everyone needs a bit of cheering them. up though don't they yes so yeah. it's
2: going to help and then hairspray really. is back 19th the 23rd of october mm-hmm. and uh again one of the the most amazing feel good shows with a serious message behind it as well yeah. but a message which just leaves you feeling so good
3: yeah, I think particularly after the year that we've been through, I think this, this absolutely hits everything on the head that mm-hmm. we've talked about and discussed and, and wanted to celebrate in the last year. So uh, it's, it's really exciting to have Hairspray back. And of course with Brenda Edwards, who was here with it last time, but mm-hmm. I don't think there are many other people you want to watch as both well Mouth bell because Brenda is just phenomenal.
2: Uh, no one else would want to do it after <laughs> she's done it because she is
3: just so... The voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: just amazing. Yeah. And it, it, it's part of bringing that fantastic show to life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely the star. And then Chicago, end of October. And sort of sultry, sexy, um, shocking, and uh, lots of more things beginning with S that are all wonderful superlatives. (laughs)
3: Yeah, just the iconic musical, really. I mean, we've had Chicago before, of course, but people come to see it again and again and again. And every time it has a really different, exciting cast. And and this year is no different. It's the first time that we'll have Faye Brooks Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first time she will have performed here so she's, again, I did this chat with her and she's really excited to, uh, to get to Wolverhampton but then we look, we've got music legend Sunita I it which is, is just incredible and then Davina DeCampo from RuPaul's Drag Race like there is literally something for everyone in this show and then even in Jalenga and Joel we've got really really talented musical theatre performers who, uh, who are at the top of their game so we're really excited Yeah,
2: that is going that's to be cool. awesome and it's the chance for the uh, amateur theatre groups from across the city and beyond to come back yeah. Bilton Operatic uh, Oliver that's yeah. going to be again it's such a popular show that's going to be absolutely fantastic to see them they've got and a week's run be,
3: yeah this will be the most rehearsed show <laughs> I they started rehearsing for for this and auditioning for this ages ago well before before we locked down so uh, <laughs> you know that this is going to be abolished performance
2: absolutely and, and and there is just so much more and there, there, i mean there's there's more little shows grown up you're getting on grown-ups aren't
3: right? ups from from the creators of the play that goes wrong so yeah. yes we've obviously had them here before but this is the first time they're going to bring this so uh, again really exciting premise
2: i'm just excited about getting to panto because yeah. you've okay. got
3: these two yeah Explain, AJ and Chris Richard. Now we're really excited. So of course we announced Cinderella way back in 2019 to be the 2020 pantomime. It seems like just five minutes ago, but also yeah. a lifetime ago yeah. at the and same of course time. Because it wasn't cast then either. So by the time we sort of had to pause it, we we hadn't been cast. Um, and then you know I, I came back to work and there were there were these rumours of who it might be, <laughs> and, and, and we were really excited to not just get one of them, but both of them. So AJ is going to play uh, the prince. Uh, and Curtis is going to play Dandini. So, of course, they're, they're, since AJ left Strictly, you know, they've sort of become a brotherly double act, mm-hmm. uh, doing lots of things together. So, we, we wanted to keep that, and uh, they're going to be a sort of a dancing double act. And that uh, takes and us then.
2: into next year it does yeah. and uh, what you hit next year you've got things like 90s Live you've got uh, uh, all, all fantastic tributes to uh, George Michael in there uh, mm-hmm. Russell Watson will be here yeah. uh, the, the, a gala with the Viennese uh, Strauss Orchestra yeah. there's just so so much uh, ahead I, I don't it is almost spoilers telling you what's in here but you want to get yourself a copy of Spotlight and read through it and uh, and check what's there and yeah. uh, you know try try and get to as many shows as you can yes. and I, I think People are going to be a little bit wary about going back out again. um, Obviously, you're already COVID uh, secure here, and you're working from the council. Yeah, yeah, working uh, as you are at the minute, and uh, that will uh, then reflect in what you're doing when the uh, audience members in, because you've actually been playing host to people during lockdown as well, because you've had NHS events in in the theatre and Uh allowed them to have a a good socially distanced uh, venue that is just made for any type of speaking. They didn't do many musical numbers, did they?
3: No, although somebody played the violin. So there we've you go. A, we've got a musical uh, doctor, so uh, he, uh, he played the violin. I think so. the rock
2: if you got that stage out there, you absolutely <laughs> yeah. would have to, wouldn't you, really? Yeah. But uh, it is just the start of things, being back to the at least a near-normal to yes. start off with and uh, just some amazing shows. Uh, just... And then
3: because the brochure would have been too big, yeah. Jason, we've just literally filled the back page with everything else. Coming, <laughs> so check that, it all out. That would have been featured more heavily in a new brochure, but we uh, we just couldn't fit it all in. With so interviews uh, and all sorts. well so. into 2023 in but, this brochure. Yeah, so, so the uh, teasing what's coming up. Yeah, so we're sort of talking, you know, two years ahead. We're, uh, we've got everything planned so. yeah but I mean that is
2: the plan that is the way things will be back you can come down and enjoy Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre grandtheatre.co.uk check out everything else on there but get the Spotlight Magazine because you, you can read up on what's coming up there and also you can give the box office a shout 01902 429212 it's been so long since I've said that yes <laughs> and, and have a <laughs> chat up, with yeah.
3: them yes our box office is open from four till six at the moment yep. and hopefully as we get more open we'll be able to extend those uh, but yeah, Monday to Friday, four till six, the box office.
2: So, 429212. and get yourself along to uh, the, the, the the theatre that is the heart of the city, and uh, enjoy some amazing shows as we head through the the latter part of 2021
3: yeah. and beyond. And just get online, GrandTheatre.co.uk. And yep. You can book whenever.
2: Yeah, simple as that. Well, Scott, always good to catch up with you. Thank you for you letting do. me into the building.
3: That's all right. And,
2: and lateral flow tests. Sordid, that's all good. But uh, thank you again and look forward to seeing you for a show in the Hopefully future.
3: too
1: distant
2: future, yeah. Dwayne AJ has some brand new music out there in his own right, as well as the collaborations he's up to too. And as we speak, he's about to head off on the road for yet another gig. This is quite exciting. He joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. Hi, are you all right? i'm good i hope we find you well is everything good
4: yeah yeah really good thank you yeah back to uh being busy again so all good well i mean, i know
2: that's uh, quite exciting and the clock behind you gives away the time and we're not talking in the evening it is currently just before eight o'clock on a sunday morning as we talk and this is great because it means you've got festivals and the like taking place and you're able to get out there and gig so that must be good in itself
4: yeah definitely i'm so glad to be back on the road performing and doing what i love doing um yeah, so like, I was out last night, um, and I think the night before, and today I'm going to a recording studio in Bristol, so I'm up and raring to game.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're up and there which is a start I suppose. So that's all exactly. Good. <laughs> but the recording studio takes away you takes you away from the sunshine. I know you've been doing uh, some fun stuff uh, on outdoor stages and that's all been good. But uh, it, when it comes to releasing music you must have had great time uh, putting all this together and of course with the video work too.
4: Yeah yeah um it's been um it's been a long like sort of journey with this particular song um and, yeah, obviously, with the weather being hit and miss at the minute, we've only now really got around to putting it together, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the track, Set Me Free, I mean, that's... Uh, is, this, is there a clue in the title there, is the fact that you were glad to be able to get out again?
4: Like, yeah, basically, it's basically a song for everyone, really, who wants to interpret, interpret it into however they like, you know, whether that being stuck in lockdown or, you know, had a bad relationship, you know, basically... Everyone's got something. Uh, everyone's got bars up in a way that you, we all need to be set free. Um, for me personally, this one was about um, a bad relationship, quite an abusive relationship I had um, a few years back. And this song for me is all about that. But like I said, everyone can in, interpretate it however they like.
2: So yeah, whatever it means to you. But it doesn't stop it being a fantastic upbeat song as well.
4: Oh, I had so much fun. Um ha- basically, um the producer um is Simon Ellis. Um he's a Brit Award winner. Um and he he's written songs like um for S Club Seven. Um he actually wrote Don't Stop Moving. Mm-hmm. Um and won a, a Brit Award for that for that song. Um, so while he was in lockdown, he started reaching out to work with lots of different unsigned artists. So when I seen he was looking and advertising, I obviously jumped at the chance. It was always a dream of mine.
2: Like. Well, absolutely fantastic to work with somebody like that and to be able to produce music in uh, a way which is hopefully going to raise your profile further because i mean we've seen you at around wolverhampton performing gigs i mean that's uh, that's standard you are up and down the country doing work uh so uh, you know anything in our local area in, in the not too distant future uh
4: not at the moment but fingers crossed um you know i'll be up that way sort of soon at the moment it's still quite local um i guess because of lockdown and stuff but Hopefully we'll spread our wings soon.
2: <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. As uh, we get a little easier, there'll be uh, be more taking place. It'll well, be great to see you back uh, in our neck of the woods. Uh, meanwhile, give us all the details on where people can go to not only talk to your management team to get you booked to turn up to an event, uh, but also for, to pick up the single, which is uh, going to be uh, yeah, a, a track which is going to mean a lot to a lot of people.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, so the track's out on Friday, um, and you can download it on iTunes, Spotify, um, Amazon music um, Apple music basically pretty much anywhere um, you can also follow me at Dwayne AJ music on Facebook um, Instagram and YouTube so uh, make sure you subscribe and like all the pages
2: well it's gonna be uh, great to have you releasing more music out there and you, so you've got a collaboration which is coming up soon as well haven't you I've
4: got two so I've got one with kyle which we spoke about last time mm-hmm. um the one with kyle is more um sort of a digital release rather than a live thing yeah um so me and kyle we've already released the single uh leaving me out which you can download now um and that's all about being left out and not invited and not included and pe- basically people that are not included into things um a bit of bullying i guess and we're releasing an album later on in the year. Um, so that will probably be out before my original album. Uh, whereas me and Kyle are doing like, a, it's like a covers, covers album with a few original tracks on there. Um, and I'm also working in a duo, duoology uh, duology uh, with a, a, a female vocalist called uh, Becky Chu. And uh, we're currently out touring um, all the holiday parks. So that, that's what we're up to at the moment with our new show.
2: Well, that sounds absolutely awesome as well. Uh, we expect a, a full list of holiday parks on your website, so we can nip along and see it one of those. That would be good stuff if we're heading out of bed for a, a bit of a, a UK-based holiday this year. But for now, Dwayne AJ, thank you for joining us, and we'll have a sneak preview of your track. Okay,
4: Thank you very much for having me.
2: for you down Dudley Canal number two. Heather Wasty is with us now to tell us a bit more about this now it has come to fruition. Hello. Hello. How are you doing?
5: I'm all right, I've just come back from holiday, so um, I've got a holiday brain, but um, <laughs> not fine. We had a lovely time in the sunshine. So.
2: Well, that's this it. I mean, it all helps. But if you want to enjoy a bit of a, a sunny walk down the side of the canal and have an audio guide to tell you what's going on, it's, this is this is the place to be, isn't it?
5: Well, I think so, yes. It's an audio guide with a difference. Um, It's a a two-and-a-half-mile stretch from Windmill End Junction, which is a wonderful name, uh, to Coombs Wood, which is another wonderful name.
2: Mm -hmm. Now, last time we spoke, you were uh, putting out a call for people who had got some specific memories of that particular Path of Canal that they were able to share, and uh, I know you've had a a good response to that, and uh, equally it's allowed uh, be a, it to be a real social history at the same time uh, as being uh, something to take in the visuals that you get there too.
5: Yeah, we wanted to combine different people's memories. So we, uh, we've we had, we've got interviews uh, included in the audio, uh, track uh there is some of the women that we interviewed for the id canals project so women who were involved when was campaigning to go on to um going on to to save the canals in the 60s and 70s Mm -hmm. we've also got interviews with um a group of men who i spoke to on zoom they're from coombswood canal trust and they are positioned at the end of this route, although you can't quite get to them because there's a fence in the way, but they've got a a little uh, enclave uh, which is called Horn Basin, which they restored as a group, and uh, it was really interesting talking to them, so I've included interviews with them, there's also extracts from a fascinating book about the journey along that stretch in the 1950s, Um, and if you've ever walked along the Dudley number two, you will... Bound to have come across um, a statue information board by Luke Perry. They're black and white, they are, um, they're always interesting um, images mm-hmm. and they tell you information about where you're standing. Yeah. So someone has actually sort of played the part of the Luke Perry statues and um, reads out what's on them so that we can kind of position ourselves in terms of the statues. The memories um, and the bridges are very important. So that each bridge has got a little musical motif.
2: So you 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 get to to know your way uh, around the area as as you're heading through too. And I I like that idea of 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 each bridge having a personality because each effectively has a tale to tell, I mean, you talked about the 1950s there, and I, yeah, the 1950s into the 60s is when these things went into decline, they stopped being a the, the, uh, transport backbone as the, the road network across the UK got bigger and better, uh, motorways were uh, sort of starting to appear, and it had easily been planned by that point. So the world was changing, and the canal, which had been our main form of getting goods from one end of the country to another and then out to sea, uh, it was suddenly stopped being as important and they've now turned into uh, a huge leisure industry. But the gap in the middle nearly killed them off.
5: Yeah, that's right. The 1960s were a crucial time. Um, Barbara Castle's 1968 Transport Act <coughs> excuse me, was, um, was crucial to the saviour, the, the saviour, the saving of the canals. Um, but one thing that did happen with this particular stretch was that a Netherton Tunnel was built and that had a huge impact. Netherton tunnel is a massive uh, tunnel with a towpath on each side and um, we've had lots of people tell stories about walking or cycling through there or boating through there obviously mm-hmm. um, and when that was built it sort of cut off the bit that we did the audio try- trail about so it eventually ended up as a dead end because um, a it was no longer a through route and B there was lots of subsidence there was lots of mining um, Around that area, and um, subsidence caused the collapse of uh, Lapple Tunnel, which, if you if you could get through a Lapple Tunnel, you'd come out of Sally Oak, But uh, that's been closed a long time, um, so it means that you can only go out and back on that stretch. But equally,
2: when it is like that, though, that makes it a haven for wildlife even more so than a working part of the the canal, as it were. I know that it's all teeming with life, as these, you know, life always finds a way. But it must be great to, to be able to see it in a, in a static state and you know, the, the fact that all sorts of creatures will be making it home.
5: Yeah, well... They- I should say that this, uh, we we were able to do this uh, project because we were commissioned by Creative Black Country. Mm -hmm. Um, They provided the funding and we were able to pay for a sound designer. And so we got in touch with Sam Frankie Fox, um, who works, she has a partnership uh, with Ricardo Rocha and they, they have a team called Fox and Rocha. And we work mainly with Sam Um, And we walked along the length and she got her her recorder and she said, right, I'm going to, I want to record some water sound. There is no water sound because it's not moving. There's no locks. Mm -hmm. It was, there just wasn't until a Canada goose landed in the water. So, (laughs) and then when we got to the tunnel, the one end you could hear drips, the other you couldn't. Gosty Hill Tunnel. Unlike, Netherton Tunnel has no towpath, so you can't walk through. So we peered in at each end, and Sam stuck a um, recording device in and got what she could of the acoustic, and we sang into the, the tunnel mouth. But we really needed to go in. And so a, a lovely man called John, who's from Coonswood Canal, just said, well, I'll take you in on my boat. So we socially distanced. He was at the back steering. We were at the front um, Um, standing (laughs) as far (laughs) apart as we could (laughs) with our masks on Um, and we went into the tunnel and recorded a song in there Um, and that was absolutely amazing so the acoustic in there is fabulous.
2: I can imagine. and I, We don't have to, though. We can hear it. It is all part of this, uh, this production. And this is something which is free to download and people can actually take with them. And it, you can live a number of times. I think that's the, the exciting part of it, is you may not see everything that you're talking about first time through because there is so much to see down there.
5: Yeah. I, it's a longer um, podcast than I thought it was going to be because there's so much to tell. And and yes, it's packed with information and sounds and memories and so I I think it's definitely a sort of piece to listen to more than once. And you can listen to it away from the canal and imagine what it's like, but it it will have a totally new meaning when you you walk along it. It's actually on Soundcloud, um, Alarum Productions uh, Soundcloud account, and it's called Netherton Cut to Coombswood. It's right at the top of the, you know, when you add a new track, it, it always comes to the top. So mm-hmm. it's right up there. We've had lots of listens actually, lots of plays.
2: I should, I should think so, because I mean, it, uh, anything to do with the canal network and water, I mean, we, we, we love across the UK. That's why it's been so important to have these for leisure now, and uh, just to, to walk down the side of the canal is such a refreshing, relaxing way of doing it. Uh, even when it's going through an industrial area, because you get such amazing architecture there, that really, you can see the history, and now you can hear it as well. Give us all the details, including the spelling on Alarm.
5: I think, yeah, the best way to find it at the moment is to go on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. which is if you just google soundcloud you it'll, it'll come up and then we are we are called Alorum a-l-a-r-u-m productions
2: well Steve from Alarum productions thank you for joining us thank you for this piece of work and we look forward to your next foray into either the world of sound vision or theater because there's always something going on
5: oh yes <laughs> thank you very much jason As
2: we adapt back into normality across the UK, we are sort of holding on to that neighbourly love we've experienced during lockdown to tell us more. I'm joined now by Bryony Way. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Now, I, I hope we find you well. And I hope that you know, you, you are, told are holding on to the, the sort of neighbourly love that during the Great British Bake Off, all the contestants have for each other when they're just adjo- adjoining benches and stuff. Because it, it it is sort of, sort of a, a neighbourly environment, isn't it, that?
6: It is definitely yeah the bake off. It's very even though it's a competition, it's everyone wants to support each other and no wants no one wants anyone else to do badly. Um, <laughs> you know, you're all there trying to help each other out, finish their bakes, and definitely a very neighbourly community feel in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. With, with this survey, obviously, it's it's a, a little more difficult sometimes when it is the neighbours who sometimes leave grass cuttings in the corner or have <laughs> other parties and stuff and upset you. So So what's going on here?
6: Yeah, I know it is tricky. And I think, you know, in modern times, we're not used to chatting with our neighbours or getting to know our neighbours particularly well. But this survey that the Big Lunch have done has shown that 12 million people now actually feel closer to their neighbours than they did before the pandemic, which is a huge, huge amount. Um, and people are saying they just care more about what's going on in their local community. They want to shop locally. You know, they want to cook from scratch and eat together as a family. I think something that the pandemic has done is is brought us closer together with our, you know, our families, but also with the people around us, whether it's, you know, we've gone out to do some shopping for an elderly neighbour or just you know popped a head over the fence to check that people are okay i think it's it's definitely something something positive that's come out of a, a lot of negative this year
2: absolutely and they say at the start of things back last year you know, things like flour sold out completely because the likes of you were inspiring <laughs> us to go and bake pretty much anything and everything
6: it's true but- something that this um this survey has actually revealed is that a fifth of the population are now regular bakers So, um, since lockdown. So there you go. It's not just me. (laughs) I know. I'm still blaming
2: you. (laughs) Uh,
6: So many people have been inspiration when
2: these things have been on telly. uh, You you, uh, uh, you have been able to see a previous series of Bake Off that inspired you to get into it, I'm sure. What, What else has it sort of inspired you when it came to that sort of
7: thing?
6: Well my nan was a home economist so she used to teach uh, baking and cooking uh, in her younger years and yeah so we'd baked together when we were younger and she's one of those people who just knew all the all the recipes off by heart and and it just it was just a lovely warm fun thing to do with with family and I now bake with my five-year-old mm-hmm. just feels like it's kind of passing down from generation to generation
2: and uh, it's, it's, it's that sort of thing that is again the, the the kind of ethos behind the Eden Project's big lunch isn't it it is about coming together about sharing and whether it is sharing baking within the family and then uh, we, we, we see you know, kids sending to stuff to school for bake sales and the like so you know yeah. it, it, it it is all about yeah, enjoying the the produce, but not eating it all yourself, but sharing a little bit.
6: Absolutely, it's doing sharing food, sharing conversation, encouraging you know intergenerational mixing. So you've got older neighbours coming together with younger neighbours. Um, it's a real sort of way to to build that community spirit, and food is always a wonderful way to do
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it stops arguments from start starters. You can't yeah. I mean, you can't appreciate <laughs> it much when you've got a gob full of cake, can you? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with, with the, the, the the big lunch, I mean, that again, it's an inspiration to many, isn't it?
6: It is, absolutely. And it's just a lovely way. Um, you know, they call it the annual celebration of neighbours. And I think that's a really lovely way of looking at it. And normally it's just a day. But this year it's going to be a month long celebration of neighbours uh, to make sure everyone can, can get involved and do it safely. Uh, we're not encouraging big street parties, obviously. We want people to get together in smaller big lunches, you know, whether it's in the garden, safely at distance with neighbors or over the fence on the doorstep in a park on separate picnic blankets and yeah it's just a way um, you know that you can get together connect and catch up with your neighbors you know whether you've you know made the same recipe and you can compare notes or you know however you want to do it bake something delicious and share it as long as it's safe and yeah there's just there's no excuse this year because we've got a whole month to get involved
2: sounds good to me so is it the whole month of
6: the whole month of june so starting <laughs> from saturday is the big launch of the big lunch and if you want any information if you head to thebiglunch.com all the information's on there and there's loads of lovely recipes on there as well okay
2: talking of lovely recipes i want a 30 second uh brian needs for a recipe to to throw at us now as a, as, a, as a bit of a uh, a starter when it comes to tripping being big lunch lunch pack together
6: oh gosh uh oh, i think always if you're starting start with a banana bread so some mushed up bananas i always chuck nutella in mine or chocolate <laughs> spread uh, a couple of eggs um bit of flour a bit of self-raising flour mix it all up shove it in a loaf tin and uh 45 minutes later yummy yummy banana bread and,
2: and that's the fastest recipe I think I've ever heard. And, uh, <laughs> and that does the job. Uh, Ronnie May-Williams, semi finalist from the Bake off Thank you for joining us.
6: Thank you so much. Bye.
2: Axiom have an amazing sound, and it's one that I know you'll enjoy. You can enjoy it anywhere. Uh, th- th- that is the exciting thing about their music. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Phil
8: and Peter Templer. Hello to you both. Hello to you, and thanks for... A- spinning our tunes, we really appreciate that.
2: Well, no, uh, much appreciated. And Pete, uh, you, uh, you're you the oldest of the two, so explain about the band.
8: It's all about instrumental, and well, not actually always instrumental, because we had some vocal music on our very first uh, CD, but for the most part, it's been instrumental, original compositions, uh, incorporating uh, inspirations from A wide variety of influences that we've had over the years, Uh, rock, Latin, jazz, funk, and you you can hear that throughout the CD, Stardust, and uh, so it incorporates a lot of genres, so we kind of tend to be difficult to peg into a particular genre like contemporary jazz or prog rock, although we incorporate a lot of those things throughout the tracks on our, our CD.
2: Well, I would certainly say you, you fall into an exceptionally listenable category uh, because I, I couldn't place it either, but it is it is just so easy on the ears, we uh, but, but still d- draws you in. And uh, I think uh, when, when it comes to instrumental music, it is very often something which is sort of gone by the wayside in, in many ways. And, and if anything, jazz is one of those areas which has allowed it to continue to thrive. But in, in the back streets, as it were, it's not quite in the fore. Very rarely do we see uh, in the top of any of the charts, either your side or my side of the Atlantic, yeah, uh, an instrumental uh, song.
0: Unfortunately, true. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there'll be a bit of a resurgence and uh, maybe we're going to be able help lead the way back. Uh, but yeah, it, it is kind of unfortunate that some of the instrumental music has uh, taken a back seat, if you will. Uh, it wasn't always that way, of course. Uh, and so... May it, may it
7: let
2: it return. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, classical music uh, was was the thing. There, there was a, a lot more of that about it than there was uh, maybe the likes of the operas at the time. And classical was the was was the thing. Uh, we, I think, I'm trying to think back. I mean, Axel F uh, was probably the last fully instrumental track I remember doing particularly well in the charts. Uh, but uh, it, it it is. Uh, a part of our, our world, particularly when we, you know, we're watching music or uh, watching drama and, t- and, and TV, the, the instrumental tracks that run alongside that are, are there and, and bring emotion. And, and your work does this you know, on its own without having to have some telepictures pictures in front of it. So I, I quite like that. So, uh, so Phil, I mean, when, when you're working on inspiration, Pete's talked about the you know, having the story behind the tracks, but how do you build it up?
0: We like to. Uh... Have you know? We I guess we kind of think of it a little bit as thematic in a way. I mean, we've kind of constructed the album hopefully to kind of listen through, you know, uh, rather than just picking a song. Uh, certainly can do that, but we've tried to add a bit of a theme to it. Not that it was any kind of formula or anything like that, but, you know, uh, and, the, and the tunes were created in many different ways. A lot of them are, you know, Pete myself, jamming and collaborating on it. And then when we bring in the artists, uh, you know, we don't just dictate... Uh, you know, what we expect of them, you know, we really like to collaborate, and have them, and their input as well.
2: So, so Peter, the, 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 the whole Axiom sound is, is built with a, a number of different people coming together. How do you choose them, or do you, do you let them choose you? Well,
8: <laughs> the current unit that we have with Bill Owens on bass, Jared Seward on keyboards, and uh, Frank Villafranca on saxes, all the saxes and flute, uh, came together in 2015. Uh, We've worked with many other artists, some that are represented on the Starburst CD, uh, various bass players and uh, sax player Alan Palmer. But uh, we've been performing and recording currently with the uh, present lineup, as uh, you hear on the CD and a lot of the cuts. Uh, Now, we've put together these tracks over the course of uh, quite a number of years so they, that's why they're involving a lot of these other bass players and uh, saxophone, another saxophone player. Um, but they've all come together to compl- collaborate with us on these tracks to contribute their contribution to the song. You know, so although I'll write out the parts for them to play for melodies and such like that, um, there's many instances where I don't dictate exactly what I want to hear them play. I'll give suggestions and they'll contribute what they think is going to work with the song. And it comes together as to what you hear on the, on the CD.
2: And the, what you hear is, is something which is equally at home listening to in the car, um, you know, as, as a, uh, just a piece of music to chill out to at home. But I hate to say this; it would make fantastic backing track for a dinner party as well. And I, I think I, I, I like music that is that versatile. And, and hopefully, you're not offended by that.
0: Oh, no, not at all. I mean, we, we like to think of it as being very dynamic uh, as well. Uh, but you know, it, it, we like to say it goes. Take, hopefully, it can take you to a lot of different places.
8: When we were creating uh, the final version of this uh, project last year, you know, we would take it to various. Uh, different well. time of environment. <laughs> Go yep. ahead, Phil.
0: So, so it took a lot of different, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of pieces to the puzzle to put together. Yep. That's, for that's sure. right.
2: So, with your background in music, I mean, what what has brought you to this point? Because this, this isn't your first foray into the world of recording, is it?
0: No, you know, and you know, we'd uh, Pete and I had you know, done a lot of different things, and then and for many years we really were collaborating, and then we did. We came up to California. And uh, the first rendition of Axiom, um, you know, was a sim- similar sound to first two albums, basically. But then we took a bit of a hiatus, I guess, to some degree, we went off and did some different things. But the progressive music scene at that time, we kind of bit disillusioned with it, I guess, you know, we talked about the instrumental music and such. And, um, you know, we just, we kind of got disillusioned with where, where the scene was going, where is that. at. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, we were, you know, doing other things, but you know, still creating these songs. Uh, and, you know, it, it was building up to the point where it was, you know, we've got all this material. Uh, what uh, possibly can get the band back together or record? Uh, and it all kind of came together. We got, got these other players involved and such. and we've been doing quite a bit of shows on Southern California. So it all kind of came together uh, after a bit of a hiatus.
2: We've got this uh album. We've got it creating waves uh, across the music industry. And this is a, a push to get it better known in the UK so it matches what you've got over there in the US. And uh, <laughs> I think it'll be great to, to get you, because you can tour with this as well, which is the thing. And I, I, I think that's something which is, is often more difficult for a lot of bands who have rely on a, a fantastic studio sound. But you can do this with your team on stage.
0: That's yeah. right. In fact, that's what we've been actually been doing mostly was performing you know uh in the u.s and in the in the west coast for the most part um that's right and so it was only recently we decided to really uh and, and i was telling so many people you know as bad as the pandemic has been the one silver lining to so to speak from us for us for uh, musically was to, to really get these tracks finished mastered mixed the whole bit you know so obviously it was you know there'll nobody's performing so let's let's get down to you know, down a business and finish this thing, and we did, uh, so that, you know, you know, but we have been performing a lot with this, with this unit, so yes, indeed, it's something that we're very anxious to take, uh, take on the road, so to speak.
8: We've had some really great performances um, with Larry Carlton, who we've all respected for years and years as a uh, legendary guitarist in the, in the contemporary jazz scene, and uh, Pancho Sanchez, a legend in the uh, contemporary Latin jazz scene, Hiroshima, and even from uh, the and from, uh, Britain, you know, the uh, uh, Brand X. Brand X,
0: yeah. yeah. We had a good, uh, that's a couple of shows with Brand X, actually, and, uh, and Uriah Heep uh, as well, so it, it, it's been interesting. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. So that, that interest will continue. Uh, first of all, uh, I'll let Phil give us the details on where we can find out more information.
0: First thing would be, I guess, our website, axiomjazz.com, as well as our Facebook. Uh, We have got a Twitter feed going. I guess we've got to work on that. Uh, But certainly Facebook, Axiom, or Axiom Jazz on Facebook. Best place to, to find out about us.
2: Okay, and Pete, uh, as the senior brother in the band, uh, what is the, uh, the the track you want us to play now?
8: If you want something with a bit more of a progressive rock approach, well, we've been getting a lot of airplay with the uh, prog rock, if you will, uh, track on the CD called West Coast Encounters. It's part of uh, the California Suite that we have in the CD, um, which. Kind of encompasses the topography of california if will there's one called deserts uh that's this west coast encounters there's uh king's canyon so there's uh, like three or four tracks in that suite uh in, that, that relate to california as we come to really love it here that we you know so we've been here since gosh Lake. So, so, Lake. West Coast so West Coast Lake. Encounters.
2: Uh, for now, Phil and Pete Templar, thank you both
8: for joining us. Well, thanks so much for having us, Jason. We really appreciate it.
2: We seem to be constantly bombarded with scams these days. Spotting the real texts from the fake ones can be tricky, and it's the under-35s who seem to be falling fell. Somebody who's got under-35s in the family but has equally been under the same level of pressure as we have is Martin Kemp, who joins me now to tell me more about the recent research. Hello, sir. How are you? you okay? I'm good, and I hope we're finding you well, and hopefully you haven't been caught out by some of these scammers.
7: Uh, Well, nearly. I think we all do, nearly. You know, Mm -hmm. uh... A friend of mine recently was scammed out of £70,000, which is an awful amount of money. Um, And she was intelligent, well-read, you know, um, she knew what she was talking about, and a professional woman. uh, She lost £70,000 from a couple of clicks on the internet. Click, you know, firstly, it came from uh, an email she clicked on. Then it led to a website. And before she knew it, she put all her details into the website. And it was a scam that other people had been scammed at as well. And I think what the problem is here, what we're facing, is that people are finding it embarrassing to be Mm -hmm. scammed and don't want to talk about it and don't want to admit to it. And I think that's the worst thing that we can do. You know, if you're scammed, let everybody know because that that will save other other people. Yeah, it it is
2: so easy to be caught out. I mean, these things do look genuine. I get to emails through and texts through. One recently has been through from HSBC Bank and it looks completely convincing, yeah. apart from the fact I don't bank with them. So I'm lucky, I know
7: it's not for me. The banks, uh, I had one recently, HMRC, right? Mm. Which HMRC led me to a website, which looked absolutely so real you can't imagine. But it was asking me to put in my details. And so alarm bells rang and I called my, my um, um, accountant And he said, no, stay away from it. It's a scam. But it's so easy. And, you know, earlier on you said, uh, is it just younger people being scammed? It's not. It's older people. It's everyone. Mm -hmm. It's just... And older people sometimes do have have a few more quid in their bank than the young guys. And uh, so they are the ones being scammed out of lots of money. But it's happening to everyone. Young guys, like my kids, they... um, all they do is they scroll through all the small print because they're looking at it on their phone and they look to where it says click here sign here you know and that's um that's a problem but that's why i'm here because um visa have asked me to team up with them and uh they have started a scheme called uh, how you pay matters um and it's wonderful to be honest because it just tells you it gives you some security in the fact that if you go online and you buy stuff which uh, which we've all been doing more of during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right, then you have a security net. And they say that uh, it's, called, um, it's called Visa Zero Liability Policy, and uh, you will not be left out of pocket if you're scammed.
2: So it is uh, one of the concerns to say if we do get caught out through, I mean, no real fault of our own, these things do look convincing. Uh, you know, there, there, there is that cover there. So if you're using your Visa debit card or credit card, this, this protection
7: kicks in? That's right. Debit or credit card. Uh, but also, you know, it's not just about that. It's about getting to people to start talking about it and not be embarrassed about it if you have been ripped off and scammed. Because there's nothing to be embarrassed about because they are so realistic. And it just takes a little drop in concentration when you're on the internet for, uh, for you, it to happen to you.
2: And this is so much different. I mean, the days when you were out on the road, I mean, uh, in in both of our youths, to be fair, uh, we weren't subject to this sort of stuff, were we? We, we, You weren't under threat in that way. There were different people trying to scam you, and I'm sure you had loads of people trying to take advantage, but it wasn't in this sort of, uh, in a way, which you already feel confident about because you're using text and email all the time. You think you can trust it, but when it's some dodgy bloke trying to get your cash off you after a gig, it's a bit different, isn't it?
7: Well, oh, absolutely. In those days, you know, in those days, it was kind of easier to suss out. But uh, nowadays, it's so well hidden. And uh, the scammers are inventing new ways to do it all the time. So, so we report the scams that are going on, and then they'll just move on to a new one. Mm-hmm. So the, the, only, the only weapon we have is to stay up to date on what scams are going around. And how you do that is by telling each other. And talking to each other
2: yeah have that conversation and make sure it's friends family if you see something come through that sounds like a scam to you tell them if you're at work click the phishing button on your work computer don't get caught out that way but if you see something you can report it can't you
7: Uh, absolutely yeah there's websites out there that you go to and you report your scam and they will log them and it just makes it easier it makes life easier for everyone
2: yeah absolutely so uh, the action fraud website the national cyber security center if you can forward fraudulent emails to them and the, you can also alert citizens advice via their scam action service if you do a bit of googling on all of those make sure you're on the real sites you can then find out how to report these scams but equally as you already mentioned visa have got a great deal of help with this so where do we find out more
7: yeah you go to how you pay matters website it's, it's run by visa
2: So look at Visa's zero liability policy on on there, and you can help protect yourself when you're using your uh, Visa card. And also, as you say, talk about it, make sure you know. And Is it Roman you have to keep in check mostly when it comes to these things, or is he he fairly good at this stuff?
7: No, uh, Roman's fairly good at it. Um, I have to keep myself in check, but we're (laughs) all as bad. We're all as bad because, you know, we've got used to spending so much money on the internet during lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, we all do it. You know, I wasn't sure at the end if I was just buying stuff so that I could have the parcel delivered, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> just so you could see someone. <laughs> parcel, you know. <laughs> honestly, so it became like that. And uh, obviously, the more we spend, the more scammers are out there that are looking to take advantage of that.
2: Well, I say there are ways and means of reporting it to make sure that others don't get caught. Talk about it and look for visas, zero liability policy too, to see how you can avoid being out of pocket if it does happen to you. But for now, Martin Kemp, Spando star actor, and it's a celebrity. There's not, not much you haven't been on recently, is there? So thank you for joining us and making time for us. Oh, thank you
7: for having me. All right. Speak to you soon. <laughs>
2: Somebody who is one of the busiest men I know is running around left, right and centre, even as we speak. Well, not quite as we speak. We've managed to say, sit him down for a little while. But he has got so much happening, not only with his record label, but and all the bands he looks after too. James Morris. Hello, sir. How are you doing?
9: I'm good, thank you. How are you, Jason? You right right?
2: I'm good, thank you. So uh, what is going on? Because obviously uh, the, the, the record's have kept coming from all sorts of fantastic uh, artists but you haven't been able to sell them in physical real life for a while but that's back now and that must be uh, something to look forward to and enjoy
5: it
9: is it's exciting times again now because obviously with the lockdown the music industry has been the the work one of the worst hit out there so yeah it's good to sort of start getting things back up and running um but we are currently just going through a slight change now as a record label. Um, so from our side, we've had a, a bigger company come in, had a look at what we were doing, wanted to get involved and help us out a bit as well. And knowing the times we're currently going through. And yeah, so basically what we're doing, we're going through a slight restructure mm-hmm. for a lack of through the label. And with this company behind us now, it's gonna take us on to the, the next level basically.
2: Well Story Moon have been representing some fantastic artists and, and bringing some brilliant music to people's ears yeah. uh, as well as uh, so of course the, the, the live side of things too which I mean you've put so much work into helping to coordinate and it, when it comes to to, to, to bands uh, trying to progress they really often need a, that little bit of help and, and with your experience you've been able to make a massive difference haven't you?
9: Yeah I think just, that, just having someone who can offer that a bit of advice on the side where, you know, and, and allow the artists and the bands to just concentrate on their music uh, with someone else there just on the side, just to say, look, go down this path, take it down this path, and not so much changing their music, but just wherever we want to go, and how to get it to the right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where we can come in and help out and take a lot of pressure off the of bands.
2: Yeah, helping to direct the creativity because you know, yeah. they're they often, they've got the, they've got this idea, this idea, this idea. And yes. as fantastic as they may be, unless it's all pulled together into one package, it doesn't necessarily work for them. So, I mean, it sounds like I'm doing a sales pitch for bands who want to get in touch with you because, uh, I mean, that's certainly something that you, you, know, you will always try and help a band out, won't you?
9: Yeah, I think that the, the idea at the moment is the company that we've Um, that currently um, signed up to help us out now, Uh, they've helped the likes of Ed and Stormzy, so to have those sort of people involved with us now is huge and what we're looking to do now is take a step back, not rush things now, just uh, relaunch the label so it'll still be Strawberry Moon, we'll relaunch it and we want to look Go out there and look for the next big thing. Basically, Mm -hmm. Um, ideally, it'd be someone that's young that's not released before, and that we can help from the start and watch it grow. But at the same time, if we see someone good enough that's released, but we feel could do with our push, then again, we'll if we're good enough, we'll will want to get involved.
2: Yeah, because you're scouting at gigs and the like very often, and uh, I mean, you've worked with some some of the brilliant names on the Midlands music scene already, who already deserve to go further, haven't you?
9: Yeah, I mean, we was lucky enough to, we released, we still managed to release a single during lockdown with Ryan Evans. So he's an artist that, for example, when he first took on his solo projects, and we wasn't involved, he was getting 500 streams on a release, we've took it up to over 30,000 streams just through the Spotify. Um, so that, as you can see, that's a massive difference. Unfortunately, on that side we've streams just so artists and bands are, are clear, you know, you're not going to make a lot of money from streams, but you can already see from 500 to 30,000, that's a big jump. Mm. And that's through our guidance. Mm. Um, the next stage for us, that was putting it all together. Um, so finding the artist that basically you've got a gig, that's the first and foremost, and that's what's been took away um, yeah. from a lot of the bands and the artists. Mm-hmm. You're not gigging, you can't promote your your product. So it's no good releasing songs if you're not gigging.
2: Yeah. Uh, and it is, we have to go to a gig and physical CDs, the sales from those and t-shirts the merch is a massive part yeah. of it. And I yeah. know again, Ryan's done a huge amount on merch, even during lockdown.
9: Exactly. Yeah. And I think what you need to do though, is you've got your, your releasing of your, your streams, you've got your releasing of your physical copies, you've got your merchandise, um, you've got your gigging, um, and you've got your promotion online um, through your social media. If one of those falls down, then you're going to struggle. So this is where we come in, and it's trying to mould that all together. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, providing you've got bands and artists that are willing to work with you on all of that, and that's fine, You, you know, we you're going to see a progression yeah like i said through lockdown it's a lot of that's been taken away uh, and what i've found is you've got a lot of artists just they're eager to get their music out there but if you're not gigging you're not going to be able to
2: you have to find new ways and you have to somebody who can guide you through that yeah. and uh, through your outlet as well i mean you've been able to to help move units of people and and uh, it, it's a chance to discover new music, and, and and Strawberry moon's always been that little focal point of, of, of new access. And uh, I mean, yeah. Chris Westwood, we've worked with uh, with you yeah. in the past, yeah. and and yeah. a load of others. And yeah, there are people who are already part of big name groups, or have performed. This, uh you know session musicians for years who equally come to you for for assistance, guidance, and just that extra step because they already know the importance of having somebody who's yeah part of their management team.
9: Yeah, I think. You've obviously met Ashin mm-hmm. um, before, who's um, the drummer with Glenn Hughes from Deep, Deep Purple. He's part of his touring band. He's also have a drummer with the Twang, but again, he's his solo show is something that's just phenomenal. Um, so again, I'm looking forward to getting out, uh, you know, helping Ash again and just getting get as a fan as well, being able to see these artists because again, you just think through lockdown, someone like Ashin who relies heavily on his, you know, his touring side of things, um, that's been taken away. So again, we just, for anyone, if you can go out and see anyone, then it'll be actually I guarantee you. Whether it's with the Twang, whether it's with Glenn Hughes, or with his solo show, get out there, because I guarantee you that's one person it's just gonna blow you
2: away. Yeah, absolutely. When he came down and did the live set, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, was, I, can't, I can't take anything away from any of the artists who you give us to work with. I've, I've just heard nothing but fantastic music because uh, you know who to who to pick, who to work with, and how you can uh, develop them further. So, uh, yeah. what what is happening then now? I mean, are you talking about having a, a, a major partner who've done some fantastic work with uh, with us in the past yeah. uh, to, to bolster what you do already? And you're the feet on the ground who are going to be in the local area doing what is needed for these artists as they head out and about. So what's the structure, what do we do and most importantly where do we get music from your artists?
9: I think at the moment it it is very much because of due to the pandemic and due to our restructuring it's going to be very quiet from Strawberry Moon so I just ask people to you know to just hold tight, keep looking out for Strawberry Moon, eventually you'll see us resurface. And then at the moment, you can catch me on social media, you know, James Morris, if you just search me through Facebook or just the links with Strawberry Moon. Um, We're on hand to offer advice um, where we can. But once we are ready to launch, look out for the name Strawberry Moon, you'll see what we're doing. And it is very much with the people we've got on hand, they'll be advising us, keeping us on the right tracks, where they want us to go. Um, but they're very much letting us free reign of come to them and say, look, we've got this artist. We think these can do something, and this is, and together we can we can push it further through that.
1: Yeah, they
2: they are basically just going to take it from your your national level and potentially push it international, aren't they? I think that's that's the uh, exactly. the key here. Yeah,
9: exactly. And like I said, when you you mentioned some of the names I mentioned earlier, Ben, with the likes of the health you know, kick off storms edge Ed Sheeran, just to name a few,
1: mm-hmm.
9: you know, you can't get much bigger than that. So to have someone who's been around that sort of size, then it can only go one way for us. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's just exciting times really, but it is all about, we're reaching to go at the moment, but the people who are helping us to just get it right, we've got to completely restructure, get it right, on the social media side of things, uh, they're happy with what we're doing, fan-wise, artists when we're picking them. Um, so, and they're going
2: to work with us along that side. Well, so it's going to be absolutely awesome. Yeah. And in uh, a, a case of looking out on social media for Strawberry Moon Records, uh, follow yeah. the page now, and uh, yeah. you know you'll be there when the, the next big thing happens, because you are responsible for that next big thing, we know that.
9: Um, one thing I've been doing as well is I'm obviously a DJ as well, so um, I go around the country and that's another thing that's been stopped due to the pandemic i've recently started back up i'm doing a residency at the falcon hotel bridge north Mm um to john street um i'm there every other week i'm next there on the 18th of june and the 19th of june So, so if you want to come and meet me there as well you can have a chat any bands any solo artists or if you're just looking to get out have a good night listen to some good music then come check me out there as
2: well. You know how to choose your music, so I think that's going to work it's absolutely. brilliantly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. What are your socials then for that one?
9: Um, if you just go on the Falcon Hotel, mm-hmm. um, you, you'll be able to see all the stuff that's going on there. Um, so that's obviously their social media, side sort of things on there, but you'll be able to see what's going on. I do have an, another resident DJ every other week when I'm not there, but as I said, I'm back there on the 18th and 19th period.
2: James Morris, superstar DJ, and everything else. Thank you for joining us.
9: Thank you very much. Cheers, Jason.
2: The LGBT plus Sparkle talk this Thursday centres around domestic abuse to tell us more about their speaker who, for anonymity reasons, is not able to join us today, is Paul Ryder. Hello, sir. Hello. So obviously it's a harrowing uh, topic of discussion this week, but one which needs to be talked about. We can't let this sort of thing go, not only unaided, but also unreported, because uh, we need to make sure that across all communities, domestic abuse just does not happen.
10: Definitely. Um, like I said, domestic abuse can happen in any relationship, rather than that if, if that's a heterosexual relationship or if you're LGBT or you're from the, the BAME community. But I've noticed um, in the LGBT community it's not spoke about enough. And there's obviously this um, individual, which I can't name for like, legal reasons, um, this person actually wanted to talk about his um, story of um, being a survivor of domestic um, abuse. Two years ago, he was a survivor, you know, he left that relationship.
2: We know that the Haven are helping women uh, across the city, whether they're from uh, same-sex or opposite-sex relationships, and they have the ability to be able to move women to a safe place, hence the refuge. But for when it comes to men, there are other organisations which are helping there, and it can be even more difficult when it's within a homosexual relationship to be able to, to say something and speak out.
10: Um, Yeah, um, it must have um, took them a lot of courage to talk about this. You know, it's personal um, to them. And I thought it was great just to connect with them. And obviously to highlight the fact that it happens in the LGBT community as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is something that uh, across the board needs to be talked about and stopped. And when it comes down to these uh, conversations that you have each Thursday, uh, this has got to be one of those which is going to be the hardest for everybody to to, to listen to in particular. Because it is such a personal story and it uh, does mean that... You know, they have had to go through a hell of a lot to, to get out because once you're locked into something like this uh, the abuse is not only physical, it could be uh, emotional it can be uh, tracking what people are doing on their phones and as much as you know, it might seem harmless just seeing oh, what text messages somebody's had actually that can be a form of abuse if you're checking up on them to the point at which they cannot live a, a life parallel to yours True,
10: definitely, I totally agree with everything that you're saying there's different factors of domestic abuse. and like One of the ones that you picked up on was converse control. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I can never seem to get that word out right, to be honest. But I think I know even more I'm getting at.
2: Yeah, yeah coercive control is one of those things which uh, it, it can take over and cause mental pressures on top of uh, everything else that's going on. And somebody doesn't have to be hit to have been abused. And It's awful that if, if either of those two things happen... But it it is time to get out of that relationship. But again, that in itself, whether it be uh, the financial situation you find yourself in because of it and the control that may be over your financial position, it doesn't make it easy. And when you have this conversation on Thursday, again, I know you are regularly signposting people. And have you got groups who can help in these cases?
10: Um, We have got some professionals um, around um, mental health and stuff, obviously, because it would have affected them, like, Emotionally, so mm-hmm. we have got some professionals around that. Then, then we'll probably get other professionals from there to signpost to other relevant services as well.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that you'll make available through your group Facebook page, so that people have got the ability to be able to just click on there with anonymity and be able to find out what they can do to help themselves out of a, a situation they may. Be in. I mean, we don't know numbers for this, so we we, ha- we can't even guess how many may maybe in that position across the city. But if if any one person is, hopefully you can help them.
10: Mm, it's very hard to um, to reach out to, um, whether you're LGBT or not, to reach out to people to talk about um, being a survivor of domestic abuse. I know it's very very tricky to reach out to the BAME community that they might have gone through it because of their the culture that they're from the background and it's very hard to reach out to them or or most communities but when you do get people wanting to talk about it and highlight it, that it does happen, it's great because not, not great for them, you know, what they've been through, but it's great to highlight it yeah. You know, it does
2: happen still. And good for the fact that they've got through it and they're able to come out and have these conversations now. So that, you know, that is certainly a positive, isn't it, that, they, that they, they have removed themselves from a toxic situation. And when this talk takes place on Thursday, uh, you can you know, be safe in the knowledge that you may well be helping somebody who hasn't been able to speak out or pick up on this before. So where can people go for more information uh, about joining the group and being part of the meeting? You
10: can find out on our socials. You can find us on Instagram, LGBTQ. You can find us on Twitter, um, at LGBT Sparkle, and you can find us on Facebook, LGBT Sparkle Social Group Wolverhampton.
2: So all of those uh, details there. And obviously, Pride Month at the moment, and I'm sure you're marking that as well.
10: Yes, definitely. Of w- course I am.
2: What have you got going on? But apart from the new poster behind you, with uh, is it, was it? what's the name of your unicorn? Is it Felicia? Yeah. Felicia there, there, there's a Felicia the, the actual unicorn and the uh the, the flag uh they're yeah, demonstrating her in full flight so uh yeah well, plenty going on there
10: not, not a lot to be honest but I'm just marking it by sharing it on like Facebook months, trying to show my little little things in small ways if that makes sense to you
2: yeah so the group will be uh, acknowledging that and again there'll be further talks and conversations surrounding that as we head through uh, the rest of the month for now paul thank you for joining us as ever and we look forward to speaking again soon uh the next opportunity when you're got to speak joining join the group
10: um, you're welcome jason it's always a pleasure to talk to you
2: Well, that's all it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 625 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now.
0: Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Goodbye the milk bar. Yeah. Goodbye from the milk
1: bar. Yeah.